Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a true crime paranormal pop-up. I'm your host, Christy Brower, and I am so excited to be here with you. So we show up a couple of times over the weekend for a quick show. Usually Katie's here for one of them, but she's not feeling so great this weekend. So I am here times two. And well, you may have noticed if you saw the title of this show, it is is your neighbor a serial killer? You know, we've all had that thought, right? I mean, change out neighbor for brother-in-law, sister, friend, cousin, co-worker, whatever, right? This person must be a serial killer the way they act, right? Okay, we've all, we've all thought it, right? So I'm just going to give you a list of some things to consider that are some of the traits and behaviors that uh, the FBI, like FBI profilers looking back on serial killers from the past, have been able to learn from those particular things, you know, so we can now, you know, self-diagnose our friends and family. <laughs> just just kidding. Anyway, I wanted to share some of these with you because I think they're really quite interesting. And it is something that we should keep an eye on. The more that we know about serial killers and about crime in general, the more we can do about it. It's one of the reasons that I feel like we are all so drawn to it is that we really do have this need to understand, you know, if you're not a serial killer yourself, you kind of wonder, how does it, how does someone get there? What is that like? What does that mean? How do I look for it? So let me, that's what came out of this show is your neighbor a serial killer? So let's talk about some early warning signs of serial killers. The first is that they tend to have antisocial behavior. They have difficulty making friends and keeping friends. Sometimes they don't even care if they have friends. One example is Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, Jeffrey Dahmer actually was very outgoing until his family moved to Ohio for his dad's job there is a belief that around that time he was also sexually abused and he really really regressed and began dissecting roadkill rather than developing friendships as he was in high school. So he really pulled back and very shy, just didn't connect with other people at all. So watch for that antisocial behavior. Next is arson, fire setting. Fire setting in kids is a huge red flag. Huge red flag, you guys. Uh, David Berkowitz, who, uh, you know, was deemed the son of Sam killer, claims that he started more than a thousand fires in New York before he was caught. 
He was fascinated with fire. Not a good sign, right? Pyros, no. Well, you know, unless they like have fun at the campfire like they do at my on my camping trips. But yeah, like actual setting fires is a really big red flag that something's going on with somebody. Um, killing animals or torturing animals. This is an awful one. Apparently, Albert DeSalvo, who uh, is known as the Boston Strangler, used to catch cats and dogs and trap them in boxes and shoot arrows at them for sport. But it is, it is some several studies have shown that 70% of violent offenders were, have had episodes of animal abuse in their childhood histories. And it's only 6% in nonviolent offenders. So not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Something you want to keep an eye out for if, you know, somebody in your community is doing that, right? Next is a troubled family history. Now, this is a little bit harder one, I think, because there's so many um, ways of having a troubled family history. But a lot of serial killers come from families that have criminal or psychiatric histories or alcoholism or a combination of those things. Edmund Kemper killed his grandparents to see what it would be like. And later on, he murdered a string of college students, and then he killed his alcoholic mother. Uh, he ground her vocal cords into the garbage in a garbage disposal in an attempt to erase the sound of her voice. Yikes. Holy crap, you guys. But yeah, that would be some family problems, wouldn't it? <coughs> Excuse me. I just want to welcome those of you that are here live. This is a, being recorded as a live stream. This is so welcome, Cami, Innocuous, RJ, and JR. I really appreciate uh, that you guys are here with me live. So shout out in the chat if you think your neighbor is a serial killer. Just kidding. You probably don't. But we all, I'm sorry, but if you are a true crime junkie like we are, like you guys are, you're diagnosing everybody in your life, aren't you? <laughs> Probably a little bit. Uh, childhood abuse. Uh, William uh, Bonin, he killed 21 boys and young men in violent rapes and murders. We haven't talked about him yet. But he was abandoned as a child and sent to live in a group home where he was sexually assaulted. So real history there of, of abandonment and childhood abuse. Another unbelievable example of this is Eileen Warnos. You may know who she was. She was one of those rare birds, a female serial killer. She was physically and sexually abused throughout her childhood and actually um, was kicked out of her home at 15. And she lived in the woods for quite some time. And she uh, had a real strong distrust of others uh, because of that, of course, and she had a real difficult time connecting with other people. My assessment of Eileen Warnos is she didn't really see herself as a human with value, and because she didn't see herself as a human with value, she didn't really see anybody else as a human with value either. So those childhood experiences, super, super important. Uh, another indicator is um, substance abuse. Now, okay, the but that's, you know, along with a lot of these other issues, because tons of people with substance abuse issues are not serial killers. 
but many serial killers do use drugs or alcohol. Jeffrey Dahmer was discharged from the army due to a drinking problem he developed in high school. He had a really severe drinking problem, turns out. Uh, voyeurism. Have you got a peeping Tom in your neighborhood? We did once when I was a kid. It was real creepy. Uh, Ted Bundy was a peeping Tom when he was a teenager. Gross, right? Serial killers are usually smart. Did you know that? Serial killers usually have a fairly high IQ. It's one of the reasons why they elude police for so long, because they think, you know, they, they can think ahead and, and evade and elude with their plans. Edmund Kemper had an IQ of 136. Uh, you have to have 40, 140 to be a genius. So he was very, very smart. He actually conned his way out of prison after killing his grandparents and then unfortunately killed eight women. So he, we've seen that with serial killers, how they managed to get themselves, you know, out of jail or out of all kinds of situations sometimes that seem like, how did they talk their way out of that? Well, that's one of the reasons why is because a lot of serial killers are very smart. Ooh, can't hold down a job. That's a, that's a well-known one. And the last one on my list tonight, serial killers often have trouble staying employed because, you know, they're kind of busy with their actual job, which is killing people. Um, or like if you're Jeffrey Dahmer, who used to hide bodies in his shower, um, there was a real problem with being able to take a shower to get to work when there were bodies in the shower. So those are some of the things that you might notice in your neighbor if you think your neighbor might be a serial killer. Now, of course, all of those things individually can indicate other issues or just be an issue of, you know, a, a, a separate issue all in of itself. It is the combination of those things that is really, really important. And that's what you have to remember about, you know, determining when, when someone is determined a serial, serial killer or not, first and foremost, it is, 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 it is because they killed multiple people at different times, but also those uh, behavioral issues, you know, in combination. So I thought you might enjoy a little look at if your neighbor's a serial killer, if you think they are, hey, drop us a comment on this video and let us know. Maybe we'll do a show about him one day, but I really hope not. This has been a true crime pop-up with True Crime Paranormal. Thanks for being here, you guys. Have a good day. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.